singing the other week chase <laughs> it was like a food song never gonna give you up never the gonna food song yeah down. like dessert you <laughs> it was some fast food restaurant <laughs> no it was a fast food restaurant song yeah it was like five dollars something like that <laughs> i got my baby back got my baby back baby back baby back i want my baby back baby back baby back ribs Chili's baby, baby back, back ribs. ribs barbecue sauce five dollar foot long they can't do that anymore with inflation no more five dollar foot long so I should start this be like, can you guys believe it? You can't even go to Subway anymore to get a $5 foot long. It's like six fifty. <laughs> no, they're like $8, $9, now. Oh, Jesus. They're so expensive. Shit, I went to, where did I go the other day? It was it was horribly expensive. Fucking Arby's Wagyu. Arby's, yeah, that was good. The Wagyu burger. You got that. the Wagyu burger? I did. It was good. Hmm. Never it, got, never... Was it like a solid burger? Yeah. It was like a like better than average burger for huh. fast food. Was it like a thick burger or smashed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was thick. Huh. Real thick. Yeah, they like them cheeks. Thick, clap them. I like your cheeks. You like my cheeks? Which ones? Up your top left. or down low? Your left. You like my left cheek? Yeah, up and lower. <laughs> Just left. <laughs> Not your right. What's wrong with my left? What's wrong with my right side now? Now they, I'm self conscious. They're they're saggy. Oh, they're a little saggy, my head. I'm getting old and tired. But your left ones, they're perky. Yeah. Yeah, both sides. <laughs> But is my face so my face is not perfectly symmetrical like no, on those Instagrammers? No. Have you guys done that yet? No. no. But like I, as I can see right now, your cheek. Yeah. Yep. Look. Yeah. You have a very symmetrical face. Hell yeah, boy. Oh, not symmetrical. I'm saying your left side looks way better. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You're. you're okay. Che- so I'll just I'll just continue to talk to you like this. You yeah. Only when see my left when side. you take your wedding pictures, only left side. I can't because Becca's getting on the left side. So her hand. Oh, can be you're here. fucked. You're fucked. Wow. Yeah, it's all over, dude. Cancel it all. It's all over from here. Yep. Jeez. Sure. Welcome back, purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. My name is Chase, and joining me in purgatory, as always, is Hunter. Five dollar foot long. And Adrian. Hello. Uh, I don't think it's fair to say that anymore, Hunter, because yeah. of inflation. Yep. Nothing's nothing's five dollars. It's five seventy four now. <laughs> no, more than that. Seriously? Yes, yeah. I, I haven't been Subway in maybe five years. Well, uh, you guys heard about that Subway debacle, right? With the tuna sandwich or the tuna meat? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's like this, 90% not. Yeah, anything. it's just chicken with like seafood oils in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's fucked up? I used to not eat meat during Lent. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I would have the tuna sandwiches when I was out on the road for college. And they were serving chicken meat. Oh, yeah. No, Becca, that was her sandwich of choice from Subway. And she is so grossed out by it now, she won't even go there anymore. And until they found out it was chicken, it was un, it was mystery meat. 
<laughs> well, what's that guy's name? Jared? Yes. Yeah, he's fondling little boys. He had AIDS, Diddling, too. Did you know that? Doodling taints. Health AIDS. God. Everyone has AIDS. Don't look at me like that. I have no clue what health AIDS are. You don't... A health aid? Like a health guide? Oh. Yeah, like an aid. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, for as good as research as he does, sometimes I look at him like, how stupid are you? <laughs> how do you have a college degree, sir? Oh, you should see our two college graduates. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Honor? I'm gonna I'm gonna counterflip that. Yeah. Why don't we have degrees? <laughs> I know. I'm fucking intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm educated. That's yeah. the that's the funniest thing Hunter said on the podcast so far. Oh. <laughs> that knife cut. Yeah, cut that shit out. Cut that knife shit out. No, no, leave deep. that. <laughs> I'll kill you in your sleep, Adrian. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I already got too many people coming after my back. He's basically saying it's join the line. Yeah, yeah there's two contractors who got fired. They're uh, they're coming for him. Uh, I don't think so. They're too drunk to do it. <laughs> <laughs> P- PSA: Don't drink on the job, friends. Yep. But drink what when you're <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. what are we doing? Cheers to podcasting. Is this really a job, though? I think we're just here having fun. Could be a job. I hope it is a job. We one might day. have to have you know employees someday and shit like that. You know what? When we are sitting there in our own office, that's when I would consider it our own job. Yeah. I really want to fund the studio. You know, it's really cool that we built this awesome basement, but it'll be nice someday to like, because, you know, working from home gets you lazy sometimes. You know, there's a lot of distractions. There's some distractions here. But when you have like a studio to go to, we'll be like on a whole nother level. I think it's just going to hold us all accountable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm not good at that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. You're my intern for four years. (laughs) You're probably slacking (laughs) off. I was, we'll be the best nine God, news. I was the best goddamn intern ever. He was. That's why he's hired full-time now. <laughs> Not his college though? degree. Yeah. Were they just desperate because nobody wanted a job? No, there were some better candidates. I'll be honest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> better. <laughs> better than Adrian, huh? I just liked him more. Cute. I got to have diversity in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not bullshit around. Back on possessions, and I hope you guys aren't getting bored of this shit because uh, there are a lot of freaking stories. Oh, my God. I was possessed last night. Really? Yes. Let's hear about it. Uh, the bathroom. I'll oh. tell you the story. The, the toilet's going to tell me the story? Yes. If it's still alive. No. See, I don't like that, because that means I have to go to your house and talk to your toilet now. Hey, get the Ouija board out. Oh, I, we could use our spirit box. Maybe it'll talk to us through the spirit box. Like I've been telling you guys, let, let's go up in the attic, and let's personally carve out a Ouija board in my are house. Are you going to say, are, are you telling me right now that you took a holy shit? Oh, it was the holiest of shits. W H O L L Y. Okay. We're <laughs> I try to get us on track and look at us now. Guacamole. So, we got some more possession stories for you guys today because we have tons of them. And uh, we're still holding out for the big ones, the more well known ones that you guys probably know about. Um, we are going to take a break next episode. Just to let you know, we have uh, some very special guests coming on with some very good information. So, we're going to do a little bit of possession stories again today. Take a quick little break and then get into some really juicy possession stories. Oh, I hope they're prepared for their ears to hear some of the screeching noises that these people could make. Are they banshees? Well, have audio files? Possibly. Ooh. I've been told. We've been told. We've been told. So we're going to do some famous cases after this. Yeah, we're waiting for Hunter to get the audio tapes. I know. I'm going to get them going. <laughs> get them going good. All right, so where are we starting off today, boys? We're starting off with the Michael Taylor possession. And the reason why this is so crazy is because of the aftermath of what happens with this whole family 
Sick. Let's get into it. All right. The year was 1974 in a small town called Oshit. Please <laughs> <laughs> leave that in there. Oh, Lord, Nevin, that was genuine. He said, oh, shit. Oscar, did you hear oh that, dude? Oh, my God. He said, oh, shit. <laughs> Guys, for context, it's just spelled O-S-S-E-T-T. Oh, shit. I think that's what I'm saying, too, is oh, shit, oh, man. You're shit. fucking up. Oh, my God. The year was 1974 in a small town called Osset in Yorkshire, England. Autumn was fading, and the bitter chill of winter could be felt in the air. An unremarkable place in many ways, the ordinary Osset folk had no idea that soon the eyes of the world would fall on their community. Something sinister and truly evil was brewing in the bosom of their town. By the time the first week in October was over, a most heinous and sickening crime would have been committed. A crime that would begin with the possession of Michael Taylor. Ooh-wee. Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> I want to hear about the blood of Satan. Well, the blood of Satan. At 9.45 a.m. on October 6, 1974, West Yorkshire Police received a phone call. <laughs> Oscar, I hope you, you know I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> That's why the guys are laughing. <laughs> A man had been seen wandering naked through the streets of Osset. <laughs> I can't do this episode. I'm already crying. Oh, God. <laughs> I wanted to make a joke about being naked, but then you say Osset. I just I lose all focus. A man had been seen wandering naked through the streets of Osset. It's covered in red paint. Uncertain as to whether or not it was a hoax, PC Ian Walker was sent out to investigate. Making his way along the cold, deserted streets that Sunday morning, the police constable could have had little idea what the day would hold. Isn't police and constable basically the same? Yeah, constables are just uh, the police of England. Yeah, so... Jolly old England. I'm all over the place, How was that, Oscar? Huh? <laughs> Tea and crumpets. Just kidding, I love you, Oscar. Arriving at the scene, the officer discovered a naked man curled in the fetal position and covered not in red paint, but in blood. Chase, it sounds like your Sunday morning. At the uh, Strong Women of Christ <laughs> Sunday meeting. After Don't the, forget the Holy Trinity. Yep, I yep. was just about to say that. <laughs> As the officer approached him, the man began to scream, It is the blood of Satan. It is the blood of Satan. Satan. Clearly in a state of great distress... He was making little or no sense. Fortunately, by this time, a witness had arrived who identified the naked man as Michael Taylor. That The naked man definitely sounds like me. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That is yeah. your MO. That's yeah. like your trademark. The blood, not so much. The fetal position, questionable. M- and it would be most likely I'd be covered at, uh, what is this? What did you say it was? 9 a.m. or some bullshit? Yeah, 9 a.m. Most likely would be the vomit of Irish car bombs. Oof. That's can what can you thinking. still drink Irish car bombs? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad they haven't ruined you. Suspecting that foul play may have taken place, Walker immediately radioed for officers to be dispatched to Taylor's home to check his wife and children. What greeted the police at the home of Ma- Michael Taylor was a scene of appalling depravity. Mrs. Christian Taylor, the wife of Michael, and her small pet dog, 
lay dead. Both had been murdered in the most shocking and gruesome way. Whoever had committed the crime was clearly deranged and evil. Mrs. Walker had been asphyxiated on her own blood, but before she died, her attacker had ripped off her face, pulled out her tongue, and gouged out her eyes. So, Stranger Things. It sounds like some necrophilia action. It sounds like stranger fucking things. I mean... That's horrifying. Yeah. Shit. That sounds uh, like Catherine Knight shit. I this... like my hair being pulled, but not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> what hair? Yeah, you have no hair. Yeah, this motherfucker shared... gets a haircut every two weeks. Every week? If he's lucky. Hey, I pushed it back three weeks because of inflation. <laughs> Your haircuts are like five like bucks? Ten dollars, yeah. yeah. Hey, ten dollars is ten dollars. Her little dog lay close by. He had been strangled. His legs were torn out of their sockets, and his eyes and tongue also removed. What's this dude in fucking tongue? Yeah, you know what? No, fuck you, dude. Leave the dog alone. What's the dog do? It's always a goddamn dog. Investigating officers immediately realized that Michael Taylor was the crazed killer. There was just one problem, though. Taylor could not remember anything of his crime. Claiming to love his wife, he appeared to have no motive. That's what I would say, too, if I murdered someone. And ripped their tongue and face off. Yeah. Who wants to be that guy? Yeah. Who's that guy in jail? <laughs> you know, and oh, how are you covered in blood by doing that? And in a fetal position. You just showed your strength. There's a now, lot of loopholes here. Yeah. I don't think the, uh, the England police were actually really looking. You know what they need? They needed that fucking English police woman from the infield poacher guys. They needed Paw Patrol. Are you saying <laughs> <laughs> they need to bomb the builder? God damn it! <laughs> Wait, what is Bob the builder doing? Do <laughs> I can fix it. Put the tongue back. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. For the time being, police and the public would have to wait to discover why this tragedy happened. In the meantime, Taylor was remanded to the Broadmoor Hospital, a high security psychiatric unit, to await trial. And now the story unfolds. He's just going to get tried clinically insane and then just not be in a real prison for the rest of his life, right? Is that you how know, it's going to end? Honestly, if he would have like ripped his own dick off or something in the craze, I would have maybe agreed with the man. As but we, just brutally killing your wife and your dog, that's fucked up. Yeah, You're a murderer. I mean, if you cause yourself significant self-harm, then you know, like, okay, this guy's a little fucked up in the brain. But yeah, he was fine. Well, just hey, remember. We're talking about demonic possessions right now. Well, huh. yeah. You don't think that the demons would get satisfaction by hurting the host? No, because they are in the host body, so that's technically their body. Yeah, and they want to keep yeah, on not going to feel pain, though. We're not like Saw, where Saw is like, oh, you got 30 minutes to rip your eyes out. Wow, 30 minutes? Yeah. I don't think you'd ever give anyone 30 minutes to rip your eyes out. You'd be like, like you have 30 seconds, seconds yeah. or you're dead. How are you going to rip your eyes out with 30 seconds? Yeah, how would you, you do figure it, figure it out or you're dead. Yeah. Hey, when in doubt, hey guys. I, guys. I wouldn't want to live my life with two, you know what? two it, empty eye sockets. Just be like, kill me. You know what? In DBD, you have like a minute to get that cage off your neck and you blow up. Yeah, it's true. Guys, 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 remember, if you're being chased by the police, cut your dick off, throw it at them. You will cause confusion. Rule number one. <laughs> rule number one. Are we rule. Not, we're not going back to rules. Are we doing rules this no, one? No, rule number not. one. Always cut off the dick. Always. <laughs> no. Always. That's your first option. Rule number two, then throw it. <laughs> Don't like, drop it. Like a it. monkey in feces. Yeah. Throw your dick. <laughs> if you're lucky, you have two balls too. Well, let's figure out the story and how it unfolds. Maybe he did it. Dick throwing. If the murder of Christian Taylor was shocking, the story that eventually unfolded was amazing. So sensational. 
Yeah, so that's sensual. very sensual. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. Sensational. So sensational were the events leading up to the crime that they divided public and legal opinion and shook the Church of England to its very core. Michael Taylor was an ordinary man who was 31 years old when the murder was committed. Married to Christine, the couple had five children and lived an ordinary life. At a time of high unemployment in northern England, he wasn't helped by a long-standing back injury and spent periods of time looking for work. This was far from unusual in the area when, where the main industries of coal and cotton weaving were on the decline. When Michael began to feel depressed and unsettled in the months preceding the murders, a friend, Barbara Wardman, invited him to attend a prayer group at the Christian Fellowship Church. Eventually, Michael, who was not religious, agreed to go. The prayer group was led by a young woman of 22, Mary Robinson. At some point during the evening, she began to shake and tremble, a sign that the Holy Spirit was within her. Oh, he was within her. Oh, usually when I shake and tremble, the Holy Spirit's coming out of me. (laughs) Jesus juice! (laughs) Give me the Jesus juice! At these times, Mary believed she was able to offer healing to the suffering. Knowing that Michael had an injured back and was suffering from depression, she believed that God wanted her to heal him. When another member of the church, Mavis Smith, began to weep uncontrollably, Mary was torn about who to help first. Eventually, she knelt before Mavis and began to speak in tongues in order to exorcise the woman. I bet Mm. you did. (laughs) Mm. Should I help the murdering satanic man or should I help the weeping sex worker? To the astonishment of the congregation, Michael Taylor joined with Mary, also speaking in tongues and praying. Over the next few weeks, Michael Taylor became obsessed with Mary Robinson, much to the consternation of his wife, Christine. On the 1st of October, just a few days before the murder, Taylor and Robinson sat up all night making the sign of the cross over each other. The reason for this bizarre behavior was their concern that the full moon would adversely affect Mary. As Michael's behavior became more uncharacteristic and disturbing, Christine reached breaking point. Eventually, she publicly confronted her husband in front of the congregation of the Christian Fellowship Church, accusing him of having an affair with Mary. At this point, Michael began to display the violence that would lead to tragedy before the end of the week. Speaking in tongues, he attacked Mary Robinson in a blind rage. Members of the congregation intervened to drag Taylor away, leaving the young Mary Robinson trembling and fearing for her life. Despite this display of uncontrolled rage, Michael returned to the church the next day and received absolution and forgiveness. This wasn't to be the end of the matter. Some felt that Taylor's behavior had gone too far. They believed that the only explanation for this once mild-mannered man's actions was demonic possession. Of course mm. it was. <laughs> Wait, that's like the first he thing they go to. He's a, ch- he's a church man, and he goes crazy, and they're like, well, we don't want to fuck with him. So, yeah. so He's possessed. Uh, 
My yeah. my big idea is he couldn't hook up with the twenty two year old. He was pissed he had to stay with his thirty year old. So then he he was just like, oh, 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 oh. I'm I'm possessed <laughs> because he can't have an affair with the twenty two year old. Well, he's not, not far off. That's my vendetta. Sorry. <laughs> the local viker was particularly concerned, so concerned in the fact that he called for the exorcism of Michael Taylor's soul. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, he he, it's, he 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 lashes out one time at this girl in possession exorcism. That's this, that's their only pathway. You know what? No, I I have a perfect explanation for you on this whole yeah demonic possession. Give thing. me your theories here. It's the South Park episode when they talk about um, Tiger Woods having an affair with his wife, and the, all the men in America were like, oh, "I just don't understand why uh, money would make you want to have sex with all sorts of different women." And their eyes are looking back and forth at the women the whole time. And then they make up this whole story that it was a wizard alien yeah. possessing all the men. Yeah. And they killed the wizard alien in large air quotes. And all of a sudden they were healed. <laughs> I have a proposition, boys. Yes. You know, one of our favorite podcasts, one point in their their journey, they you know proclaim their their religion. I proclaim our religion as our group here, our little uh, uh, coven. Cult, cult, or coven, as, as, as uh, Olivia would say. Uh, we're the Church of South Park. We are South Parkians. We are South Parkians. Yeah, because we kind of we kind of reference philosophically South Park a lot. A lot. I mean, I'm thinking. I'm thinking we are South Parkians. Yeah, I'm down with I think that. we should coin it. Lemon Winks. Lemon Winks. What, what we call the Lemon Winks. That's that's like the initial. That's like an accolade. You're, you're, you're you need it to happen. Yeah. Yes. If you can make your butthole wink. Yes. You're, you're a wink. You're a lemon wink. <laughs> you can make your butthole wink. You're a lemon wink. <laughs> Trademark TM. <laughs> No, that's KFA fact. Uh, you haven't had one in a while. There we go. <laughs> the exorcism of Michael Taylor was hastily organized. Two ministers, Father Peter Vincent, an Anglican priest, and Reverend Raymond Smith, a Methodist minister, were asked to perform the ritual. At midnight on Saturday, October 5th, 1974, St. Thames Church, Yorkshire, the exorcism began. For the next seven hours, Taylor was put through unimaginable horrors. As soon as the exorcism began, he started to spit, scream, bite, and scratch. Eventually, he was tied to the church floor to prevent him from attacking, attacking the two priests. Despite this, he continued to have convulsions while he was doused in holy water and crucifixes placed upon his body. Over 40 demons were identified as inhabiting Taylor's soul. Damn, the Taylor Motel. How do they fucking know <clears throat> 40 demons? Come on by. Yeah. Come come on, stop on by. Like, Beelzebub you, you tells, yeah, Beelzebub tells, tells Azulio, Azulio tells Shabludel, and then Shabludel tells Jabludel, and then, you know. And then it's party at that point. Do you think they just like flip it's a like coin? Phone, phone tag. They're just like, all right, whatever heads lands on, what do you bet? 10, 10 demons? 50 demons? 40 demons? Okay. Over, under. They're, they have sports gambling. Yeah. <laughs> how many How many can we fit in? How many? <laughs> what What are the Eucharist? That's a little like yes. cookie things. He's yeah. like, I'm going to bet you 50 Eucharist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they can't have Eucharist because that's the body of Jesus. Yes. So demons can't have Christ. that. So there's the, the Isn't that the ultimate? Fucking exorcism thing, then feed him Eucharist. No, no, you don't want to feed him the body of Christ. That no. he welcomes the Christ in, and then Christ says, "Get out, be gone with you." Isn't that the point of an exorcism? Well, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the demons, though. We're talking yeah. about the demons getting in there. 
Okay, Chase, here, here. We'll bring in no, some no, Eucharist. No, 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 no. We'll bring you some crackers, and we'll, we'll get those oh, demons no. out of you. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, you don't that's want those. Not allowed. Yeah, we don't want to get those out. You're not allowed to have it until you're confirmed. These demons included incest, bestiality, heresy, lewdness, carnal knowledge, and blasphemy. According to the priest, they had to be dragged kicking and screaming from Michael Taylor's body. By daybreak, everybody involved was exhausted. The exorcism had only been partially successful. Despite this failure, the decision was taken to allow Michael to go home and the exorcism would be completed the following night. How do you just like yeah, partially, right? Exercise someone and then they're, they're like, Oh, you could go home for a day. Like yeah. the demons won't attack during the day, but at nighttime would get this back going. Yeah. Well they just like cut the demons in half, forty down to twenty. Oh yeah. I can't believe they were willing to risk the five other children with this maniac. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I think the dude just wanted to get laid and he couldn't get laid, so he's just like, This is the best way yeah. to go. Oh yeah. I, I think of I think the, the show Ash versus the Evil Dead. Anybody seen that? There's a scene in that show where this just goes to show people just I don't I don't think these people know what the fuck they're doing because they're just guessing at that point. And Ash is like, yo, let's summon a lesser demon, right? He's like, summon summon a nerd. So they read out the, the Necronomicon. They're like, oh, this guy sounds like a nerd. Turns out to be like some crazy mental psychotic demon, right? That's what I think they're doing here. They have no fucking idea what they're doing, but they're gonna send him home anyways because doesn't give a shit. They don't give a shit about this guy. Before he left the church, the two exorcists warned Taylor that three demons still stubbornly occupied his soul. Insanity, anger, and murder. Do you think Their demons names? can really have tasks like that? Like, you are the demon of insanity. You are the demon of lust. I I think it's the demons, like, they have a role. That That's their job. But there's 40 demons. I can't come up with 40 fucking verbs. Go to church. <laughs> you scared motherfucker. Go to church. <laughs> Within two hours, Michael Taylor had arrived home and slaughtered his wife and dog. Why the dog? The trial. This is what everyone wants to find out. This is basically the 1975 version of Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. <laughs> wow. He reached for that one. <laughs> he, he sent that one far out. Do you think... Bing! Do you and think, I still do you think she after. owes Christine $15 million and only he owes 2.5? The three demons do. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. And then the dog, too. You can't forget the dog. Oh, the, dog. the dog gets another 50. That's a worth uh, of, I think that's 20. Worth billion. Yeah. 20 million. In 1975, the trial of Michael Taylor began with the warning that the details of the case would take the jury back to the Middle Ages. Sensationally, reported in the national papers... The evidence would divide public opinion and turn many against the church. Taylor's defense rested greatly on discrediting both the prayer group and the priest who attempted the exorcism in defending his client, Mr. Ogno QC stated, Let those who are truly responsible for this killing stand up. We submit that Taylor is a mere cipher. The real guilt lies elsewhere. Religion is the key. So you guys were right. These guys didn't know what the fuck they were doing. No, I don't. I really no don't think so. Though. I think of all you know possession stories that we're gonna hear today in the future, this is one that they just had no fucking clue. It was a horny dude just wanted to get some. I, I seriously think that this prayer group was trying to get a cult, and this woman Mary was trying to be the cult leader because she was saying she was feeling the Holy Spirit, and this is kind of what we see with mo- most cult leaders. 
is they try to take the role of the uh, religious spirit leader. Yeah, they trick them. It's, it's it's gone. How's your cult going, Chase? How's attendance? Um, we're actually down two people. Um, what know, happened? They said a prayer the last episode, and they left. Oh. So I'm by myself. Oh, okay. So no more strong nuns for you? I never had any strong nuns. <laughs> I talk a big game, okay? He's lied. All right, he's, he's covering up the, the holy, holy trinity. Eventually, Michael Taylor was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity. Christine Taylor's death was recorded as misadventure rather than murder. Oops, I took the wrong path. <laughs> misadventure. Sorry, I chose Saint Satanism. My bad. Hail Satan. I chose Chase's cult over the Church of God. So Chase's rule doesn't doesn't get affected in this one. Yeah, he didn't have to cut his dick off. Yeah, you're okay. Moving on, Chase, with your penis. I'm the cult leader. I'll never have to cut my dick off. Everybody else does though. In the end, <laughs> <laughs> just come to find out, Chase. Evil laugh. <laughs> one compass. Cut your dick off. <laughs> you know what? It's the only way to the other world. <laughs> I can see that. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail him. Cut your dick off and throw it around like a bunch of monkey poop. Strong nuns. Come over here, you strong nuns. We're fucking later. <laughs> that was perfect. Oh, my God. Taylor was detained in a secure psychiatric ward for the next four years. He was then judged to be sane and released back into society. How the fuck Whoa. can a dude take a person's face off and be like, oh, you're good after four years? <laughs> Since his release, he attempted suicide four times and in 2005 was brought before the courts again, accused of inappropriate conduct with the child. What happened to the five kids? He had five children? Yes. They probably all went to Little Orphan Annie's orphanage because... I feel bad for them. Well, yeah. I mean, you fucking went home and ripped the face off your wife and killed their dog. Like, you better get the fuck out of that house. Jesus Christ. The possession of Michael Taylor continues to divide public opinion. What role did the Christian Fellowship Prayer Group play in the death of Christine Taylor? Did this group, led by the charismatic Mary Robinson, tip a depressed and vulnerable man over the edge of sanity? As for the priests who carried out the exorcism of Michael Taylor, they truly believed that he was possessed by demonic entities, should they have allowed him to walk out of St. Thames Church on that fateful Sunday morning? A witness to the exorcism, Margaret Smith had begged the priest not to allow Taylor to leave the church until the job was complete. Her pleas fell on deaf ears. Some may argue that the fact that Taylor left a psychiatric unit, unit four years after the murder, a sane man, indicates that he was never possessed by demonic forces. Others would argue that Taylor's subsequent suicide attempts are the sign of a deeply troubled soul. Both sides appear to agree that Michael Taylor was driven to commit this terrible act by outside forces, whether it was demonic possession or the hysterical neurosis of the church we may never know. Whatever the truth of the matter, an innocent woman was brutally killed, a family torn apart, and a small town scarred forever by this tragedy. What do you guys think of this? Yeah, I know. It sounds like some fucked up dude who was trying to get laid, and when his wife wasn't feeling it, he was like, okay, well, I'll just kill my wife so I can fuck this other chick. So then this brings the question to, who do you think 
if exorcisms need to be done and throughout this modern day, they'd still said that exorcism need to happen from a psychology standpoint because they don't understand what's happening with the person. Do you guys believe that there there needs to be one set official or group that sets the rules on exorcisms? Yeah, the Vatican. No. Nobody nobody no, nobody no, no, asked no. the Vatican on this one. No. The Vatican is the last person I would fucking talk to. Oh, you know, the, you're, okay. The holy, let me the call holiness. Let me call up the Pope who can barely even fucking talk because he's so goddamn old. <laughs> no, there's what you need to do. Simple solution. And this goes to anybody for any situation. If you're thinking something just super crazy in your brain, it could be, oh, I'm going to murder my wife tonight. Or it could be as simple as like, ooh, that chocolate sounds really good tonight. Go home, masturbate real quick, and then think about it on post nut clarity. <laughs> He's been talking about this all week. It's it's a fact. <laughs> it is a fact. When you got men running around injecting semen in women's butts, jerk off first and then think about that. Okay? I don't know why you're laughing. This is serious. Okay, seriously. Am I but... wrong? No, am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Okay. I, but... d- I highly doubt this man could have found the enlightened state of post-nut clarity to avoid this kind of murder. Uh, uh, I don't think so. I'm agreeing with Chase on this one. Yeah. Whoa. That's what I thought. So for you don't guy, think that this dude this was brainwashed by the fucking church well, that, by being forced into thinking he was next, possessed? That's what, No, that's next, the real fucking next problem. Question. No. I was like, Not you, fucking post-nut clarity. So my question would be, do you think this group then was able... Because you got to remember, this is... He's living in pro- poverty. He can't find a job. He's seriously injured. And he's trying to put food on the table for his wife, the dog, and the five kids. And... Do you think he had such a weak mental state that this prayer group could have convinced him into anything? Oh, yeah. No. I, I think they convinced him he was fucking possessed. No. I think he was a victim of circumstance. He wanted something, and he didn't get it. So he's like, I think I agree with you, Adrian. I'm here now. Let's ride this out and hopefully I get out of it. Well, let's then move on to our next story, Chase. What is it? The modern day exorcism in London. Always the British. It's always the British. Yeah. How do we always manage to get overseas? Because I like Oscar. Okay. I mean, we do have a large viewership in the UK, so shout out to you boys and girls. It's hard to believe that on March 14th, 2019, a family was on trial at London's Old Bailey for performing an exorcism. The incident started innocuously enough about three years previously when 26-year-old Kennedy If contracted a sore throat. His condition deteriorated drastically on August 19th when he appeared to have delusions complaining feverishly that something was inside him and something that wanted to get out. His parents, Kenneth Sr. and Josephine If, were deeply religious people who had settled in London from Nigeria. They also had somewhat deeply bizarre religious beliefs, which their sons, Harry, Roy, Colin, Daniel, and Samuel, who were twins, also believed in. That seems like a dumb point, but hey, they're twins. Hey, do you pick up the facts for me? Just read, read from the fucking script. Read from the teleprompter. I put that there for you. Read from the teleprompter, Rom Burgundy. Read from uh, fuck it. Fuck you, San Francisco. Good night. <laughs> Good one. 
when Kenneth Jr. tried to bite his father and threatened to cut off his own penis. It's <gasps> in! Oh my god! <laughs> You did not. You're joking. I didn't read these, obviously. You wrote that in, didn't you? No, absolutely. No, I swear on yeah, my yes. unborn child's He's life. He's throwing his penis around. I, I am a fucking genius. Wow. As you could tell, no Chase Sardamas. and Honor never read my notes, so they don't know I what do. they're doing. I normally do, but this time, these last two episodes, I wanted to wing it, and it's been funny, all right? It's been fantastic. It's been really fantastic. Uh, well, I, did I not tell you, if you do something crazy, cut your dick off. You're getting on the hook. What's I promise you. <laughs> Throw it. <laughs> Always throw your dick. We live by these rules. Join our holy trinity and see some strong nuns. Only fans. Of Christ. Of Christ. On IMAX. 4K. 3D. 3D. 1080p. And I'm talking the old school 3D, not the new school, like blue and red, baby. Do you want to see your holiness come at you? <laughs> Watch the strong nuns of Christ in 3D in theaters now. Rated R. NC-17. <laughs> Only on Pornhub. When Kenneth Jr. tried to bite his father and threatened to cut off his own penis, they all can't get I've been waiting for you. Oh, I honestly didn't think we could top last episode, but this one might have the cake, man. They all came to the conclusion that he was possessed by a demon and that he had been restrained for his own protection and theirs. Yeah, cut off their cut, dicks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we dicks throwing everywhere. Wow, that's a chemical oh of God. dicks. Modern ma- <laughs> Side note, <laughs> have you heard of all the stories of people like just fighting random cut off dicks in the streets? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god, that's a pandemic. Oh my god, we need to yeah. talk about this. There's like so many people are dragging out of their mind right now. They're just cutting their dick off, and people are walk- like jogging down a trail and be like, That's a penis. That's a penis. <laughs> I'd recognize that anywhere. That's a dick. Is that Hunter's from his only penis? Imagine your dog like runs off and he comes back. He's got a cut off dick in his mouth. You're like, Put that down, Clyde. What are you doing? Put that down. Clyde, go oh get no. Oh, shit. This goes to prove everybody likes dick in their mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Strong nuns. Modern medicine would be completely ineffective against what was torturing their son. They reasoned. The only way to save him, to free him, to cure him, was to perform an exorcism. Always always the the last resort. (laughs) I mean, the first resort, exorcism. Kenneth Sr. was a highly educated professor. He had advised the British government on African economic affairs, had met the queen herself, and was a consultant to the economic community of West African states. He wasn't someone who would immediately be associated with the strange beliefs that he carried with him from his homeland of Nigeria. One of the religions in Nigeria stems from the Yoruba traditionalists whose core beliefs revolved around the fact that demons are real. That there are spiritual demons with the capability to possess the vulnerable and the cursed. Once penetrated by one of these demons, a person can appear insane, display irrational behaviors that can cause harm to themselves as well as others. Logically, where there are possessions by spiritual demons, there are exorcists. Go figure. A Buddhist exorcist, remember. Buddhist monks. Yeah, what was the name? Erasmus? Oh, good name. Good name. These trained Yoruba exorcists are called Babalawo or Yonisquan. Wow. 
and receive a certification after the course so they are recognized as rep- <laughs> they receive a you get a fuck can you imagine you get a certificate as an exorcist you hang it up on your wall <laughs> like a degree <laughs> it comes in the mail in a little manila folder with here, a little here. little stamp hey, let me just a picture of you just yeah let, let me just fill out the back of this fucking cereal box yeah it's only valid once you sign it you have to sign it first <laughs> You think the course was virtual? <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's like if you guys did you guys know you could become a life coach by just taking an online course, certified life coach. There it is, <laughs> certified exorcist. In the case of Kenneth, if his family, with their deeply held beliefs from their native country, wholeheartedly believed he was possessed and that there was only one way to save his life and his soul, fearing that Kenneth ranted about the mark of the beast was delirious. His father and brothers used cable ties and a rope to restrain him. In the process, Kenneth snapped out and bit his father. Convinced in their course of action, he ordered his sons to take shifts, praying over their brother in an attempt to drive the evil spirits out. For the next three days, the If family brought to bear the full might of their religion in an effort to save Kenneth from the demon that they believed was killing him. All their efforts were in vain. On August 22nd, 67 hours after the exorcism had started, Kenneth If died. Believing that this was the work of the evil spirits, his father and brothers continued to try and resurrect him, praying harder. In the end, they had to concede that the demon had won, had taken his soul, and called the emergency services. You know, it's probably a good thing, because if he went to the church, they'd be like, He's got 50 demons in him! <laughs> no, he's got 40. Only 40. The police, when they arrived, were appalled at what they found. Kenneth If had over 60 injuries on his body from being forcibly restrained, and even to their untrained eyes, appeared severely dehydrated. Wait, how the fuck are police untrained? You feel like you no, see- No, no, no. Un- his his uh, father and, and brothers. Cause they okay. rest- yeah, because oh, they restrained okay. his like, he's, he's He's yeah. dehydrated. He's dehydrated. Like, he's got the mark of the beast on him because they probably put it on him. <laughs> Hail Satan. Wouldn't you think that that'd oh, be the last? Oh, I got a Hail Satan from Hunter. There you go. <laughs> Mark Dom, of the Beast. Dom's not doing like that one. Slowly building the cult. I'm pretty sure I've said that in previous episodes. The Church of Strong Nuns is strong. A preceding autopsy revealed that the cause of death was a heart attack. The strain on his body over 67 hours of mistreatment too much for his heart. The police were unconvinced when they heard the explanation. For them, the young man at the scene had obviously been restrained against his will mistreated, and murdered. Charges of manslaughter were unsurprisingly brought against the whole family. Damn, how fucked is that? Your dad tells you that, hey, you need to do this, then you get fucking charged yeah. for manslaughter. Poor little twins. They cut off your shit. dick. They would have got out of it. That's rule number one. Cut off your dick. Then throw it. And throw it. Rule number two. <laughs> the ifs explain the situation as one when the case came before the old Bailey in 2019. They reiterated that Kenneth was exhibiting typical symptoms of someone who was inhabited by evil spirits and that modern medicine would be ineffective as a treatment. Prayer, they explained passionately to the judge and jury, was the only way to cure him of his infliction. They had only restrained him briefly. Shit. 67 hours? (laughs) Briefly. When Kenneth had attacked Josephine and threatened to harm himself. Uh, he cut off his dick. I have a theory. Why don't you just put him in like a foam box and just let it, just wait it out. Just wait out. The demon will get bored. What about just the, wait just like Sponge, SpongeBob when he gets thrown yeah. in jail. Just wait him out. Just throw him in the big bubble. Because yeah. then he can like run around and run over people. And yeah. run his anger. 
He'll be no. He'll be no harm. He won't no hurt harm. anyone. It'll be just a laugh. Yeah. It'll be a good laugh. It'll be cute, actually. With his like, dick oh, cut off. There's the demon boy with his dick cut off. <laughs> He's in his bubble. He's still holding it in his hand. Imagine just the streaks of blood as he rolled the ball yeah. around. <laughs> He's like flaying a little After around. Six, actually, sixty-seven hours is just covered in red. He can't yeah, see. Yeah, he can't see anything. He's like, get me out of here. <laughs> this has gone too far. <laughs> on March fourteenth, twenty nineteen. After a month of giving evidence of relatives attesting to Kenneth's violent behavior days before his death, the jury cleared the ifs of manslaughter, false imprisonment, and causing the death of Kenneth If. The ifs never denied that they had resorted to exorcism to save Kenneth. What they did in court was emphasize their deeply held religious beliefs and how, for example, in the Nigerian Pentecostal Christian Church, exorcisms were commonplace. But what was incontrovertible was that within the 67-hour period that Kenneth was incarcerated, he was delirious, violent, forcibly restrained, and ultimately died from a heart attack. That was the recorded cause of death from the pathologist on the death certificate, not a case of demonic possession. Kenneth F. Sr., his wife, Josephine, and their five sons had no doubt that they had done the right thing in attempting to cast forth the evil spirits. It was just that the demon had taken too firm a hold on Kenneth and that, in the end, had proven to be too powerful for them to cast it out. From Roy Hill, simile. Cited. Noted. All right. APA format. (laughs) Thoughts. I, this is a hard one, but for a case to be, go to trial and for the judge not to convict them, it's a good case in 2019 that we're still having these things. That is crazy. Yeah. That is really crazy. There is no evidence of anything else, any misplay or anything else. Yeah. What's also crazy is, regardless if it's true or false of the possession, they killed this dude. The dude ki- cut off his dick. There's something wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. He, uh, he was threatening to cut his dick off. I don't he think never he actually got to the cut point. his dick off. Maybe he like broke a little skin, you know, he got the, he got the box cutter to it. He's like, eee! you know, didn't make it all happen. But the fact is, the kid. The dude's dead. Regardless if he was possessed or not, the dude died, the which thing is that, crazy. The thing that gets me the most about this is the fact that it's like his family decided his fate. It wasn't anybody else. It wasn't the church. He wasn't brought to fucking constables. Yep. He wasn't brought to an insane asylum. Straight up, his parents were like, wow, our kid's fucking crazy. Um, He's demons in him. Let's exercise him. And then and it ultimately killed their son. Well, to go 20... This is, this is where science and this doesn't add up. To go 26 years throughout a life and not have anything happen until then, how do you explain it? What if he had a vulnerable point? Like we talked about with like the infield poltergeist. Well, there was like a pinnacle point that like opened the emotional. But there's no evidence. There's no evidence for what if? Well, okay. So, and I'm going to. So, one of, you know, one of our favorite podcasts talks a lot about serial killers and shit. Yeah. And they always talk about the lives leading up to their actual killings. And they've, they've like noted it down to basically having a super shitty childhood and then mental illness that's never treated. Yep. So to your point, like 26 years, no fucking issues. And then all of a sudden at 26, he's like, I'm going to cut my dick off and then threaten to kill everybody else. No. Although the, the, the human brain is so freaking. That's true. Yeah. You know, maybe he's made cause it's not noted in here. Who knows? Maybe this dude's been out with fucking the wrong crowd, taking a bunch of drugs and now his mind's altered. Yeah. It's a good point. And it is a good point. There's no evidence to stir me off of that, but it's just hard to believe with such a respectable, respectable father who was within the Queen's sector 
that with a hard religious background that they'd be doing drugs. But think about it this way too. And we had this conversation with Olivia too, is like a lot of people who are brought up in a really religious setting and like it's a lot forced to be religious is sometimes too much for those people. Not like normal religious, like really, really strict sex. Yeah. And, and oh, it, no. what Tra- it does religious. is it causes the brain to go crazy. And those kids are fucking rebels at that point, And they're out gallivanting around fucking town doing debaucherous shit because they were brought up in such a Christian straightforward household but it went to court a month of evidence a month of evidence and you couldn't tell me at one point that any of the research would be like hey he he was doing drugs because true i mean a lot comes out within court a lot of stories cross-examinations parents evidence parents may not know though yeah but so witnesses that's that's why you have the some way it could have been found out. Somebody the kids could have leaked it. A friend, any neighbor, anyone could have leaked it. Yeah, it'd be like he he was going out at two a.m. every morning. Like people see that shit. Yeah, someone saw something, but they didn't. Okay, uh, just to throw another fucking dill pickle in the pot, since he cut his off. <laughs> <laughs> you think he went he went to hell and that was the first thing he did? He was like, oh, finally I can do this. No. <laughs> No, to your guys' point earlier, because I stated, I was like, well, why wouldn't the demon want to cause self, inflict self-harm? And you said, because he's possessed by the demon. They're only chimed that they can actually get into the heaven, or excuse me, the earthly realm. They can But he just he was threatening to cut his dick off. So if he's possessed by a demon, and you guys just stated previously that they wouldn't want to harm their host. Maybe he's conflicted, you know? Maybe the demon was like, do it. And he wasn't quite possessed yet. Maybe he wasn't quite over the threshold. Well, Kenneth, if you're still roaming the earth, come over here. Let us know. How about that's email gonna be a no for me, dog? Stuck I like in this my, purgatory at gmail.com. I like my pee pee. <laughs> no, just email us. Yeah, just a quick adverb. Hunter, how about you tell us one of the most famous p- stories in the United States that has come to uh, light in news? And uh, I, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the pictures of the demonic house, but go ahead and. Uh, Read this out for us. Finally, if, we're back to America. I have not, but we should post that on Instagram. So yep. keep, make sure you guys are looking at Instagram and see the Uh-oh. demonic house. Yeah. Y- you've seen it before. Yeah. Okay, our third and final story here. The Latoya Ammons case. He walked up the wall, flipped over, and stood there. And if that's not strange enough, another eyewitness description proclaimed that a little boy from Indiana glided backward on the wall, floor, and ceiling. I remember reading these words in a strange state of shock and wonder. How in the world did a little boy allegedly walk up a wall? I wondered. And why was a mainstream outlet like the Indianapolis Star covering such a bizarre story? Well, we're going to tell you about it. I had a slew of immediate questions after the 2014 story that had come out out of Gary. Yeah, that (laughs) case and fucking point. They named a town Gary. Gary, Indiana. Gary! You eat your dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Gary, Indiana, about a so-called demon house that was filled with terrifying tales. But the claim about a little boy walking up a wall was the hands-down, most offbeat detail amid the plethora of strange phenomena surrounding the Latoya Amons and her family. It's just one of the compelling stories I tell in my new book, Playing with Fire, a modern investigation into demons, exorcisms, and ghosts. Yeah, did you see what he did there? What? Playing with fire. Ah, uh, well, yeah, because, you know. Demons. Demons. Strong nuns. Strong nuns. Of Christ. Of America. Holy Trinity. 
Former star journalist Marissa Kowalski opened her now-famous 2014 article on the Ammons case titled The Exorcisms of Latoya Ammons by reporting that Ammons and her three children claimed to be possessed by demons. The lead was nothing but buried, as there were many elements that boldly distinguished the story from other paranormal claims. Among the intriguing facets was the series of prominent people, including a family case manager, a nurse, and veteran police captains. Tonight on Clue. <laughs> this sounds like a clue, a game of Clue. Who all seemed to corroborate various pieces of the bizarre puzzle. So what exactly unfolded in the Ammons Gary, Indiana home? According to her own media account, Ammons said she and her family began experiencing strange phenomenon just one month after moving into the rental home. It was December 2011 when large black flies reportedly started swarming the family's porch. That's pretty normal for Gary, Indiana, by the way. Yes. Coming back again and again, even after they were killed. Amons and her mother, Rosa Campbell, told the star that they were also starting to hear footsteps coming from the basement every night. And it sounded as though the door was repeatedly creaking open. By March 2012, just four months after moving into her new home, the strangeness kicked up a notch. Campbell told Kowatsky about a night when the family found one of Eamon's children unconscious and levitating. Overwhelmed by the events unfolding in the home, the family sought the help of clairvoyants and local churches. At least these guys tried to reach out to someone other than a priest. Uh, I mean, once you, I would state a clairvoyant as a, as a priest. Priest of a different sect? Yeah. Yeah, but at least they, uh... At least yeah, they bring it's not those gems. The, you know, praise Jesus, do the fucking trifecta bullshit. And... At least it's something different. They purposely burned sage, drew crosses on the hands and feet of the children using olive oil, and attempted various acts recommended to them in an effort to rid the home of supernatural forces they believed were manifesting it. None of this worked, though, when the family claiming that their problems only worsened. Amons and her three kids, at the time, aged 7, 9, and 12, all reported experiencing what they had described as possession, with the perpetrated effects reading like a horror novel. This does seem just like too cleanly attacked, move Gary, Indiana, bada-bing, bada-boom. Why can't this ever happen like New York, New York, or fucking Burbank, California, or some shit? It's always goddamn Because there's too many Gary, people Indiana. there. It's because there's too many fucking normal-ass shootings. They're, they're too busy. They're too busy getting shot. Amons and Campbell reportedly told Kowalski that the kids were eyes bulged, evil smiles crossed their faces, and the voices deepened every time it happened. Additionally, the seven-year-old reportedly spoke to another child whom she, no one could see. Amons told... Amons soon turned to a, her children's doctor for help. Her kids' bizarre behavior while in the doctor's office teamed with the family's claims of paranormal activity led medical professionals to call emergencies... Services. <laughs> call emergency services. 20 years, and I've never heard anything like that in my life. Dr. Godfrey Anawakiwa... How do you say that name? Say it, Chase. Anyukwa. Anyukwa. Great. Anyukwa. Anyukwa. These are great names for Gary, Indiana. The physician involved in the incident told the star, I was scared myself when I walked into the room. An official report details what some medical professionals claim to have witnessed. The document reads, in part, medical staff reported that while the children were all in their primary doctor's office, the medical staff reported they observed one of the children be lifted and thrown to the wall with nobody touching him. Now that's pretty freaking wild to see that in a medical office and then other people to back that up. Yes, that's kind of funky. It's just like the case of the Enfield poultry guys. Funky fresh, man. 
I like credibility. Remind you, this is 2014. Not bad. There's I like technology it. Technology and a shit ton of fucking more shit that that could have went on. I want to see cell phone videos. You know, come on. Yeah, they're still gonna be fuzzy though. 2014. Oh yeah, they're, they're fuzzy to today. You try and get you're a right. picture of a UFO, and you're like, uh... what happened? <laughs> My ten thousand dollar phone isn't working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Still, not everyone was convinced something supernatural was at play. In the midst of that chaos, a skeptical individual reported calling the Department of Child Services to file a complaint, which sparked an investigation into Amon's mental state. An evaluation by a hospital psychologist found there were no concerns about her mental stability at this time. That's when DCS case manager Valerie Washington entered the picture and reportedly saw much of the bizarre behavior for herself. Washington's own account of her interaction and the family included seeing the seven-year-old boy's eyes roll back to his head and watching him growl. At one point, the boy report- reportedly said the following to his brother, speaking in a different deep voice, It's time to die. I will kill you. I will kill you. It's time to die. I will kill you. That's that kind of hot. That was ga- Gary. Yeah, oh, Gary, eat your fucking dessert. <laughs> How crazy would it be? Your fucking son is saying that to you. But it'd be fucking crazy. Growling too. That's why kids are scary. It's like people <laughs> should really consider having them before you do. <laughs> yeah, they was- will say shit like this to you. <laughs> How do you react? I don't know. I don't know. I think our next trip, guys, we need to go to Gary, Indiana. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Gary, Indiana. <laughs> you already love Indiana. Can That's you like imagine, your favorite place. Can you imagine the fucking bumpkins that live out there? Dude, Chase, you love that place. Yeah. You're always fucking there. Every weekend I hear, I'm going to Indiana. Gary, Indiana. You're high as a kite. I've been there like twice. I <laughs> agree not with Gary. Honey. Well, you've been to... Frog Band. Yeah, exactly. We That's exactly. Ohio, you cunt. Ah. Oh. Nice try. Nice try, you Close dunce. enough, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like two hours away. <laughs> They're all the same. All shitholes. This brings us to the pivotal point in the story. The claim that the boy walked up a wall. Washington's official DCS report. An account reportedly backed by Willie Lee Walker. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Gary Indiana. Yeah, Willie Lee Walker. A registered nurse who was in the room. Shocker. Says, I thought he'd be a registered fucking weed offender. <laughs> registered drug dealer in Gary Indiana. Says the following about the encounter with the family. Child became aggressive, walked up the wall as if he was walking on the floor, and did a flip. Do a barrel roll. Parkour. Parkour. Hold my beer and watch this. Parkour. <laughs> Do a barrel roll. So This kid apparently did a flip over the grandmother. The episode was witnessed by the site counselor, counselor and DCS worker, FCM Washington. This is a strange line to include in government documentation, but it's an account Walker later confirmed at Kowalski. I cannot say this name. Kowalski. 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 Telling the reporter that the boy walked up the wall, flipped over, and stood there, the nurse added, there's no way he could have done that. Washington later indicated that the situation profoundly impacted her. It's taken me a while to move past that, she said, to her claim of seeing the boy walk up the wall. I believe that it was something going on there that was out of the realm of a normal living person. Despite the fact that some psychologists and skeptics have reportedly felt the story was inauthentic and that more rational roots, the compelling details, and unwavering witness testimony had enough legs for mainstream media and the public at large to at least entertain what was claimed. And that is notable. 
Regardless of where you stand on stories like this, there are two essential realities we must remember. The first is found in Ephesians 6.11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. This means holding close to the Christian faith, which translates into daily prayer and a healthy relationship with God. <laughs> By Billy Hallwell, Christian Post. Oh my God. So it was a totally, totally biased article. <laughs> totally biased. Come on down to my church every fucking Sunday in Gary, Indiana. I yeah. promise you, we'll get the demon out of your body and we are going to praise Jesus. Gary, Indiana. We had a registered nurse say this kid walked up a fucking wall. Pretty crazy, though. Yeah, no. crazy. There is a no. bunch of accounts. No. If you even see the pictures, there's a picture of a goddamn demon in the house. No. It's pretty crazy. No. This, once again, is like, wow. This is where we got on this fucking joke. I guess we better write it out. How, if had I not read that last part, would you have still said that opinion, Jason? Yes, 100%. Because that no having credible witnesses of, of medical background is always compelling to me. Always. No matter what. No matter what. Gary, Indiana, or fucking Yorkshire, fucking Yorksmith. I don't give a shit. Compelling. Is that even in town? What? Yeah, look it up. What, don't Gary or Yorkshire? Yorkshire? I said Yorkshire, Yorkshire. No, I thought it was like a city or some shit. I'm just, I'm just, guys, I don't I'm making shit up. I'm making shit up, all right? You know what? No, I, I'm i writing this one off. Sorry. You well, get no star today. No gold star. Well, Not even you, an upside down star. Well, if you have any stories of... Demon- Not a gold star. None. Winning. <laughs> oh, Adrian's walked out the window. <laughs> Where? He's walking up the walls right now. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm a registered nurse. <laughs> you wouldn't be a registered nurse even if you went to medical school for fucking 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I think we find something to be like, oh, he wants to cut his dick off. Well, if you guys want to talk about Chase being a registered nurse or you have a demonic possession, reach us at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. Or if you want to look at what this house looks like or maybe some of the other cases, like Michael Taylor's murder, uh, come check out our Instagram. It is at stuckinthispurgatory. Uh, If you're clicking through all of our amazing pictures, how about you click on our link tree so you can look at all of our different links that we provide for you guys. Make sure you keep the demons out of your butthole. And also, don't cut your dick off. But if you do, throw it. Throw it. Big news, big news, big news. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We, as mentioned, are going to have a very special guests with a a solid S in there um, coming on our show. They are uh, some paranormal hunters themselves, and they have some very compelling evidence. We are very excited to have them on and chat with them. Also, um, we wanted to make our extra content more accessible to everyone. So on Patreon, we have moved our unedited episodes down to our first tier because we've realized that some of our content is too juicy and that the listeners need to hear this. I mean, it cannot those, be actually aired publicly. Those unedited ones are probably the best part of our podcast. So make sure you go to our link tree on Instagram. Check us out. Click on our Patreon link. Um, if you would like to join us and hear all the uncensored content and really get to know the three of us, by all means, we would appreciate it. We love you guys. Thank you. And um, may Jesus be with you. Nice. And also with you. And with you. with you. Thank you. Thank you. Real talk, guys. I, I've been doing a lot of research to try and figure out how we can get on the new and trending, the new and blah, 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 whatever term that each platform uses, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Anchor, all these guys. 
the number one thing you can do on whatever platform you listen to is to please give us a rating and please subscribe. Those algorithms, a lot of times these are algorithms are stupid goddamn robots that determine if we're successful or not. And sometimes there's a human factor as well that will help us, but we got to beat the robots. Please do not let John Connor lose to the fucking cyborgs, all right? Please. Do not let AI take over this country. We are Americans, goddammit. And we're British, and we're going we're gonna to win, all right? It's going to be the unified theory of the world taking on the AI here. Chili's already has a robot called Rita. Yeah. And she will take you to your fucking table and deliver your food. So do not let the robots win. Please. We have a robotic porn star. Yes. Help us. Help us. Fair right dinkum. Right, Chase? Fair right dinkum, mate. Vegemite. Vegemite. All right. We love you. Please remember, don't be stressed as the recession's coming because we are all stuck in this purgatory. Did you know that Vegemite is a solid part of everybody's diet? In Australia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Vegemite. <laughs>